Continuing in our series this morning, A Better You or Me and You in 22, we talked last week about anger. This week, we're going to talk about bitterness. In the book of Acts, in chapter 8, as read just a moment ago in verses 8 through 13, you're introduced to a man by the name of Simon, a man who was converted and baptized into Christ, who stayed with Philip and followed them and seen the great things and the wonders and the miracles and things that they were doing. And as you were introduced to him, you see the picture that was laid out. Men regarded him as God. He had bewitched them. He had with his uh, magical things that he would perform and do. And the people had a lot of, um, I guess, respect, you could say, for him. But if you will, you have your Bibles, let's get those out and Get those opened up and get those to working. And let's pick up in verse 14 together. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized into or in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken come upon me. We're introduced to this man who is a new convert, a new Christian, who had done this wickedness, who had done this sin of trying to purchase the power of God with money. Soon after being converted, he did this terrible thing. 
Peter rebuked him because he had the spiritual poison of bitterness in his heart. Now, I've preached this text many times through the years, but never really looked at it in this light of when it comes to bitterness. I've always preached the thought of the great sin and how one can fall away from the grace of God and uh, those types of things and trying to purchase the power of God with money and jealousy and those types of things. But we asked the question this morning, why did Peter rebuke this new Christian so sharply? Why did he get on him? Some say he disrespected God. He disrespected God by trying to purchase the power of God. What was the big deal? He didn't commit murder or he didn't commit some big sin. I want to suggest to you this morning that there's more going on in this text than just those things. Let me ask you this morning, have you ever been poisoned by bitterness? I believe every person in the sound of my voice this morning in some way, shape, form, or fashion has been poisoned by bitterness. And let me suggest to you this morning that this is a serious sin for many of God's people. It is something that the devil can use and has used for many, many years and centuries to destroy and wreak havoc in our lives. You see, bitterness is really something that we don't preach a whole lot on. I don't know uh, if I've ever, maybe once or twice in my years of preaching, not so much not preached on it, but had someone repent of that. I think I remember one or two instances of people saying that they had become bitter in life and, and, and bitter had caused them to do other sins. And that's our point this morning. But it's not really something sometimes that we preach as a sin. But I want you to understand that when Peter rebukes him, he says, you are in the gall of bitterness. When he told him there that he, he, he had a heart problem. Because of the thing that he done, he says, you're not right in the sight of God. Your heart's not right. And he tells him that that gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity, he calls it. The word gall there could be defined as a secretion of poison that would be secreted from maybe a certain plant. But you know, you notice... 
There in verse 21, he says, your heart's not right with God. Peter says, it's a serious deal that you are filled with the gall of bitterness, of sin. And Apostle Peter thought it was. This morning, I want us to talk just for a few moments. What is bitterness? I want to give you several thoughts. Number one, bitterness is a heart problem. It's a sin that is easy to hide. Even in this assembly this morning. It is a sin of bitterness that is easy to hide. There are many people who are bitter in their lives for one reason or another. But it's real easy to hide. When we come into gatherings like this, we put on that mask because we're in public and we want people to to say, oh, their, their lives are good or they're a happy person. But it's a sin that's easy to hide. It's easy to conceal. Why? Because it occurs in one's heart. Back to our text in 21 through 23. Notice what Peter told him. It's in your heart. But that bitterness that's in the heart is eventually manifested and will manifest itself in a person's speech and treatment of others. That bitterness that was so easy for us to conceal and hide in public settings and in our lives of workplaces and school and other places eventually will manifest and show itself through the speech that comes out of our mouth and our actions to others. You see, bitterness is connected to other sins. When we think about bitterness, we think about, well, that's just one sin. No, bitterness will lead you to other sins. It's tied to other sins. It's often linked to jealousy and envy and unkindness and unforgiveness. It's linked to disputes between brethren and between wives and husbands and and between workers and co-workers and and all the people that make up our lives. It's connected to rudeness. Being rude to people. And meanness. And selfishness. In Galatians 5 and 19 through 21, Paul writes there about those deeds of evil. It's linked to all of those things there in Galatians 5. We understand and see in our text today that bitterness led Simon to be jealous of the miraculous power that God had given to Peter and John. In verse 23 of our text. And this poison is indeed a root to much trouble. 
for Simon. Simon the sorcerer. He is a, a Christian and he wants that power. I got to have that power. I want that prestige. I want to be looked at as these men are being looked at because once I was, but now I'm not. Because the people were amazed. Why did he want it? Because he was jealous. <clears throat> Bitterness is the root to a lot of different sins. Bitterness will destroy. Go with me to the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 12... It is the poison to that root. It's the root to a lot of sins. In verse 15, the Hebrew writer writes, he said, looking diligently or carefully, lest any man fall or fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You know what? Bitterness in your life and mine will keep us from heaven. We will fall from the grace of God. It will keep us out of heaven. And in Galatians 5 and 21, the fruits of bitterness, they stand in opposition to the qualities of God. They're the deeds of the flesh. And we need to understand this morning that we cannot harbor bitterness and expect to go to heaven. Because it'll keep us out of heaven. It will destroy relationships. Bitterness has contributed to the division of churches. It's contributed to the division of elderships. It's contributed to preachers being divided in marriages. Bitterness has been against your, your, our spouses. Now you this morning, when I said that about spouses, don't sit there and say, oh, bitterness has never been in my spirit or my heart towards my, my spouse. Because if, if you don't, if you say that this morning, I want you to come to me after service and I want you to tell me that. That bitterness has never been in your marriage or towards your spouse because then... We're going to have a lesson online. Because you know it's been there. People want to lie to themselves. But you look, it destroys relationships. Young people that are in the audience this morning, 
Have you ever been bitter towards your parents? Think about that. <clears throat> Maybe because of the curfew they gave you. Maybe because they wouldn't let you date this certain boy or, or go out with this certain group of people or go to this place of, of a party or, or some gathering where there's not going to be wholesome fun going on. Have you ever been bitter towards your parents, young people? That's a sin. Your parents are protecting you. You see, bitterness leads to all other stuff and it destroys relationships between parents and their children and, and husbands and wives. You see, we can't be mean. <clears throat> we cannot be mean and just nasty people. I ain't talking about filthy hands. We can't be just mean and nasty people and expect to go to heaven. Can't do it. You see, bitterness is deceptive. Bitter people can easily lie to yourselves and try to justify your condition. And they can behave as though they're entitled to harbor grudges and envy. We lie to ourselves and say, I'm entitled to feel bitter because of my situation because of what I grew up in, because of what happened in my life or what's happened recently or, or what not has happened or whatever the case, I have a right to be bitter. You do not have a right to be bitter and be a Christian. It's deceptive. Bitter people can foolishly say things like, I deserve to feel this way because uh, of what happened or that person hurt me and I'll never forgive them. You don't have that right. God didn't give you that right. He gave you the right to forget and forgive. Yes, it's impossible to remove it from here. But how we treat people and look at people in our heart and in our spirit. See, we don't forgive the way God forgives. God forgives and forgets. But we have people who are holding grudges and are envy of the people. There are brethren in the Lord's church that when another brother or sister excels in a job or gets more money or buys this new thing or has this new home or has this whatever that are bitter and envious. We should want our brothers and sisters to prosper and be happy for them. You see, bitterness is the seed to a lot of evil. 
when you go <clears throat> and you look in the Bible, you find many occasions of that. You find many things concerning those things. A couple examples. 1 Samuel 18 and 7 through 9. Saul and David, the men attributed to David ten thousands and Saul a lot less. Said he eyed David from that day on. He was jealous. He was jealous of David. He had become bitter. And you flip on, you flip on back to the book of Genesis in chapter 27 and 41 where Jacob stole Esau's birthright. And Esau swore to kill his brother. He was bitter. He was bitter. Now, he didn't go on and do that. He said, after my father dies... I will do that. But he didn't go on. They mended things, made it back together. But you know what? That bitterness that he harbored and had at that moment, still in the history and today, those two descendants are against one another. And let me suggest to you this morning that bitterness has long-lasting effects on you and your families to come. Bitterness can linger a long time. You see, we need to understand that Peter was right. He had a heart problem. That gall of bitterness, that gall of bitterness today can lead us to be envious and jealous and to do things that we normally wouldn't do. It can make us become so angry that our speech becomes filthy. We can become so envy and jealous that we act like our people around us and we talk the way they talk and we act the way they act and we go the places, ungodly places they go. It leads to so many different sins. And bitterness, never really thought about it that way. But it does. but to be a better me and you, let me offer just a few suggestions to you in the time that we have left. We need some humility. We need to be honest with ourselves this morning and humbly admit that we have a problem. We need to be honest with ourselves.
and admit that we have a problem. That there's still bitterness lingering from whatever. You flip over, if you're still in Hebrews, you flip over to the book of James. In chapter 3 and verse 14, notice what the text says to us, what the Bible says to us. We need to be honest with ourselves. In James 3 and 14, James writes and he says, But if ye have bitter envying, or jealousy, or strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. Be honest with yourself. Don't lie against yourself. There's terrible things that come in life that cause us to become bitter. But being bitter cannot lead you to heaven. We can't continually or continue arrogantly lying to ourselves if we have bitterness in our hearts. Second thing, humility but grace. If you go on further in James chapter 3, and you look there in James chapter 3 and verses 13, Right above where we just read. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you be bitter, envying or jealousy, and strive in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish, demonical, he says. For we're envying and strife is, there is confusion, and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. You see, we need to put off bitterness. Paul writes about that in Ephesians chapter 4 in verses 31 and 32. He says you need to put off bitterness and put on the qualities of kindness and compassion and forgiveness. In that same language that Paul uses in Ephesians 4, Paul gives that solution to this bitterness in verse 31. When he says, put it away. That's the same language that our Lord used in Matthew 19 and 9 when he says, whosoever puts away his wife and marries another, except it be for fornication, commits adultery. Putting away. You see, God wants you to divorce bitterness. He wants you to divorce that wickedness, that evil doing. He don't want you to divorce your wife. Or your husband. But he says divorce that bitterness. Thirdly, we need to develop a strong desire 
to put God's will first. Harboring bitterness will not lead us to do God's will in our marriages. It will not lead us to live godly lives. In the book of Colossians in chapter 3, in verse 18 and 19, this is what Paul writes. In chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as he is in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. And what? Be not bitter against them. You see, bitterness will distract us from doing the work that God has called us to do. If you remember, Paul and Barnabas refused to allow an argument to hinder their works for the Lord, Acts 15, and their dispute about carrying John Mark with them. But Paul writes there in Colossians 3, and we might say, why is that there, right in the middle of of talking about all he's talking about. Why is that there? Let me tell you. God knows bitterness is in marriages. And forgiveness is an essential in all marriages. It must be there. Last but not least, we need to repent. We need to beg God to forgive us and replace our bitterness with his love. Notice what Peter told him in the latter part of those verses, 23-23. He says, repent of this thing. And then notice what he did. He said, would you pray for me? You see, you have that avenue today maybe you're filled with bitterness this morning that's causing you not to be the wife that you need to be or the mother or the co-worker or the church member or whatever you are maybe it's hindering you bitterness can and it will keep you from heaven. Can't go there. We praise God this morning that he doesn't hold grudges and that he doesn't have an unforgiving attitude towards us because Lord knows I've had to ask him a bunch of times. You have the opportunity this morning to repent of those things. Maybe bitterness is leading you to to be envy uh, of someone or bitterness is causing you to say things that you normally wouldn't say or act in such a way you shouldn't act or or treat people or talk to people the way you, you shouldn't. You see, it's the seed. It's the poison. Peter called it the gall of bitterness. And it will eat at you and eat at you and destroy you if it's not repented of and put away. This morning, maybe you need to become a Christian 
to take away all that bitterness through the years. I don't know what you're bitter of. Maybe it's, you know, a lot of kids and people today are bitter towards their parents because that their parent didn't do what all they thought that they should do or what they seen other parents doing for their kids. And, and, and maybe it was a rough life for you. Maybe you didn't have a Christian set of parents to look at. And maybe that's caused you to be bitter. Maybe it's caused you to become confused about whether you need to be a Christian or not. They can tell you, you need to be a Christian because without being a Christian, you can't go to heaven no matter how terrible things were for you. But this morning, maybe you need to repent of that. There's not a family I've ever talked to that does, has not had that in their family or a person. But it's one that's very few times ever repented of. This morning, whatever your need may be, please come. Together we stand as we sing.